0: Alrighty, Creecast, thank you for listening as always. David here uh, on the shittest podcast, uh, Port Adelaide podcast, on the internet as per usual. Um, And it is the shittest podcast on the internet coming into showdown week, um, showdown eve as it is right now. Uh, The Port Adelaide women are home, uh, which has pissed off some of the uh, the, uh, Adelaide agents on Adelaide Radio and Media and whatnot. Uh, Port Adelaide are home for the first showdown in AFLW history. Um, big occasion coming up tomorrow night at Adelaide Oval. Um, it's incredible that we've got a Friday after you know, there's a lot of hoopla this year about um, there finally being a, a Friday night showdown, um, in the AFL men's competition and we get the we get AFL women's showdown on a Friday night right off the bat. So but it's it's great recognition of the both the rivalry from the FLW um, schedule makers, um, as well as the significance of the occasion, uh, whether it be you know just the showdown purely, or the fact that we've got you know a few former um, Crows players at pretty high profile uh, playing for our side now, uh, who have seen the seen the light, or just welcomed the light um, coming into the competition, and you know a lot of lot of a lot of history. I mean, it's it's a showdown. It's a showdown. It doesn't really matter. Um, all the all the other things are, are very important as well, but it's a showdown. So that already there's the ingrained, there's a the baked in of the last 25 years from the AFL men's competition. Uh, that rivalry is coming in now, um, and we've certainly seen some Port Adelaide names um, uh, kind of put their their thoughts forward through uh, through to the ladies. Another great video of Jake Corn speaking to the ladies this week, which uh, triggered a few of the um, the um, Adelaide Twitterati as well, which is always fun um, seeing them. Act like, um the 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 ones that like to comment how we're rent free and then they're having a crack <laughs> they're, they're clearly seeing uh, Port Adelaide content and, and having to comment about it anyway so but that's the rivalry isn't it that's the rivalry um so yeah a lot to a lot to get into um obviously we'll make a brief note about last week's unfortunate loss I was pretty I was pretty confident I was feeling the vibes uh, from the Sydney win area our inaugurals win um and just how incredible that win was and was really hoping we'd carry that forward and we did um in the latter half of the game but unfortunately we let uh Gold Coast get out to a uh a strong start that we could never quite peg back despite our best efforts uh late in the game which is again um a lot to love about that but um also a lot to work on there as well so a bit to get to so we'll, uh, uh we'll get into it I guess that's nothing more to be said so yes, before we get into talking about the uh, the showdown coming up, we'll just briefly touch on uh, the last week's unfortunate loss, um, one to the Gold Coast Suns up in the Gold Coast. We were still looking for our first away win. Plenty of uh, first still to come uh, this year um, with the inaugurals. Okay, it's just been my theme, and I'm just rolling with it now. Just absolutely. Just running over the same material as um, any any hack that does this would um, just just milk it for all it's worth. But that's what the first season's all about—a lot of firsts. And um, oh, there's a cat looking at me through the window right now. Um, I'm just I've just cornered up in one of the corner rooms of my parents' house to record this um, right next to where they they keep their cats, and it's just very curious as to what's going on. I'm sorry, but this podcast is terrible. You're not going to enjoy it. A little cat out there, anyway. Um, yeah, it's. Um, you know, we were going into the game quite buoyant after the Sydney game. As I said, I was, I, I was cock but I was ready to go. I was ready to go. Just bounce. Win after win, bounce. You know, just 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 undefeated the rest of the way to the premiership. Um, and that's that's what us fans do. You start seeing, you know, you, you get a, such a such a great result as that Sydney game was. Um, and I thought the Gold Coast were a team that were in um, a similar, just in a similar kind of vein to us as the year was going. I thought it was a good chance for us to maybe go up and take that kind of um, mentality and maybe you know who knows what the mentality is. You know, you, you know, I I'd never accuse a team, especially what Arnell's building um, as a as a good hard Port Adelaide team, of being soft at the start and not not soft. I guess just more, uh, you know, just mentally not quite um, prepared for the contest. And Gold Coast came out swinging and uh, essentially kind of built a lead um, early that was. Um, you know, unable to be heated. You know, they just they just took us by storm, and um and unfortunately, kind of left um you know a lot of work to be done. Um, it was it was a pretty tight first quarter, but you know, just blew it out of the 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 park in the second quarter. Three goals two, to just one point at halftime. Um, and then just in the second, the third quarter as well. Again, just a five goal lead going into the last quarter. You know, we kicked four goals to one that last in that last quarter, and 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 you know, get some you know get something out of the game as far as you know showing that we we you know we're better than what we showed in those first, uh, two and a half quarters, but, you know, by then the damage is done and it's, that's footy and, and, any sport really is, you know, teams build a big lead early and it's a good way. It's a, a very good way of um, getting yourself a win because we saw it with our men's side this year as well. The amount of comebacks we had that were valiant and, uh, but ultimately fruitless and it's, and it's a frustrating thing. And, you know, it's, it's frustrating to see without our girls as well. We know they're better than what they showed in those, that first half particularly. And, um, you know, but that—that's footy. It's, you've got to play four quarters. Um, you, don't, you know, and that's the thing with you know people say you got to play four quarters. You don't have to play four quarters at you know the, hundred percent. You just got to not go below a certain level as well. While another team, you kind of got to, kind of have a level for when the other team's throwing their punches. It's, it's like a boxing bout. You've got to, you've got to kind of have your defense for when they're attacking, and then be able to take advantage of when they let take the And we just didn't quite find that balance with the Gold Coast game and. And, and you, and you, um, you get, you do, you know, footies rarely, you know, we can look at umpiring decisions certainly in that first game against West Coast, the way that, um, you know, last quarter went, felt quite unjust in many ways, but still, um, West Coast took advantage of it. And, um, again, unjust, but, uh, you know, most footy results kind of essentially end up what they should have been, um, you know, and, uh, know y- we lose by 14 points 46 to 32 at the end 7-4 to 5-2 um and it probably looks a little bit flattering for us but it's also reward for our last quarter where we showed some intent and some effort but where the Gold Coast had you know just got into a holding pattern a little bit as well but you know if we you know kicked a couple you know it's it's um close enough that gave him something to think about um so uh yeah it's uh just an unfortunate result in that sense but um you know Britt Perry popping up with a couple of goals. Um, you know Foley and <laughs> Foley as well, um, and just a just a good good another good game for Foley and and Dowry could get, who um, you know uh, is setting herself up for that um, to be a pretty big big role in the rising star this year. And again, um, as I've mentioned before, um, you know Abby Dowry's uh, kind of making some of the recruiters from um, a couple of years ago when she was up for the draft uh, look a little. Oh, well, it's not look a little silly. It's just it just shows that there was the talent out there, and just sometimes they slip through the cracks, and we're we're benefiting from that, and Long may I continue for her as a Port Adelaide player. But um, yeah, an unfortunate result puts us down at just still six points on the season, uh, a little ways out of the eight now, um, and and sets up tomorrow night as an intriguing, you know, the the isolating, the isolation of the game just as a showdown is, is obviously the result there is the most important thing. Um, but when you look at uh, just the the overall season you look at tomorrow night's game is really important as far as keeping in touch with the eight as well you know this is it's our first season who know what the expectation in but the expectation is to be competitive and and uh, to be competitive it would be good to be keeping in touch with the eight and um, and have a season where we kind of give ourselves a chance to make finals um, but tomorrow night's going to be a big part of that because we're um, at the halfway point of the season tomorrow night kicks off the second half of the season and uh, a result tomorrow night gets us right in touching distance um, a loss leaves us with a you know, already already looking on uh, like it might just be a bridge too far. So, big night tomorrow night, and that's even without taking into account the fact it is a fucking showdown. So, we'll get into it. All right, it is Showdown Eve, as I mentioned earlier, and that means we have our lineup in. Um, it is uh, Jade DeMello is in after being out last week for personal reasons. Ella Bogue is in. She was one of our draft picks this year, and um, really exciting uh, young 18-year-old. Little speedy speedster so we're looking forward to getting her in um, I've been really excited to see when she'd come in I thought she looked alright in the um, match simulation earlier in the year and, um, and you know just just we're actually blessed with some young talent and it's just f- figuring out the balance, um, and then uh, Testamarnus is in as well, uh, which I also thought she'd be she'd have gotten a chance sooner. So um, good to see her in, but that also does mean we're missing uh, the few are missing out, and then one of those Julia Tegel, uh, Saatchi Syme, a bit stiff, but again we've got uh, a plethora of talent and um, trying to find the matchups and the balance, and uh, Jade Halfpenny as well. So those are the outs, um, and as I said, Jade Mello, Elabog, and Testamarnus are in. Um, so a big, big just a massive match um, these girls have gotten a chance to see um, Never Terror at uh, a couple of times have gotten used to the the flow of a home game at Alberton now after a couple um, but they're going to get to experience Adelaide Oval um, no, no not for the first time for a lot of them but just in Port Adelaide Colours and getting to experience that um, atmosphere hopefully we get you know 25-30 thousand odd down there at least um, fuck it would be good to see it sold out but I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen but um, get around Get around the girls, by the way. If you th- if you've got nothing to do tomorrow night in your port fan, um, it's ten bucks a ticket. If you don't have a membership, if you've got a membership, I assume you're going. But it's ten bucks a ticket. Kids are free, I think. Like you're never going to get a bit ch- better chance to experience this rivalry at this kind of cheap rate. Um, and uh, so yeah, anyway, um, yeah, just a massive occasion. Um, uh, Jackie Austin and Indy Tahoe are playing the twenty fifth match as well. I know some people are going to be like twenty fifth match, but you know the, the AFLW season is shorter. Um, these smaller milestones, as I see, as we develop this sport, you know, the milestones will increase, but this is a great milestone, um, and, and we should celebrate them as we do the men, um, for their, their respective, um, you know, size of the competition, so, um, yeah, it's, it's a massive match, um, you know, there's been, uh, I really love the video that they put out this week, you know, it's, it's been a, you know, obviously we had the showdown men's week a few weeks ago, and, uh, it's six weeks ago now, so it's been a quick month and a half. Um, since I sold the house and everything. Um, uh, but yeah, we had, you know, there's a lot of interesting comments in that week. We had, you know, Jack corn saying how much he hates him and, you know, the, the arrogant and entitled comments. Um, and some people were saying they thought it was a line from a club having, um, had the pleasure of, um, a night of, I was about to say a night of Tom Jonas's company and that was going to sound really risque, but just, um, a wine dinner for his company. Hey, diddle, diddle. Um, it's just, hey, diddle. Um, anyway, uh, get around the wine, by the way. Good drop. Um, But yeah, just having a chance to chat to him over a few glasses of red or a few bottles. um, You know, it doesn't give enough credit to these blokes and how much they're passionate for the game um, and the rivalry and their own opinions that we, we put that on them. While maybe there was, you know, if you get asked these questions and you want to put out a line, this is the words to use, but... To think that they don't believe it themselves, you know, at least, you know, yeah, they can have mates on the other side, but to actually have that belief about the club can also be true. And I think it is true from all of these Port Boys. Um, we saw the report, the article Tom Rockliffe wrote about um, Robbie Gray's words before showdowns to the group um, and how much he uh, doesn't like that club. And and so it's real, it's there. And Shade Corn's comments to the girls again this week reiterate that. And I think it's good to bring that into And, you know, the Crows Nuffies on Twitter can say what they want about us caring more for the rivalry or we care about the rivalry it's a rivalry like why wouldn't you like the fact that it's it's a weird thing that crow twitter seems to be doing at the moment is trying to downplay it like we don't care about you guys like whatever you've got literal literally like some fuckwit companies that uh do pro uh podcast like producing guernsey's with 119 on the back like okay you don't care okay cool (laughs) then like You've got plenty of your own, um, you know, in within, within your short history as a club, you've got actually some decent history of your own with some um, out-of-your-ass grand final wins. Like, you could celebrate that on Guernsey's. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. That's the point, though. That's the rivalry is, like, just weird shit said from both sides. And they all say it's from both sides. But, yeah, certainly from their side, it's downplaying of we, we, we openly embrace the hate and everything, and they try to—they don't like us get really bent out of shape when we say things on twitter but then they also try to downplay it and be like oh you guys are rent free or whatever anyway that's the rivalry and that's what the girls get to look forward to it's um really really fun that they're kind of getting gonna come into this and and get to enjoy it so um i'm really excited for it really excited to get down to tomorrow night we're gonna be there um and super stoked to be there for the first one um so yeah um Besides all that, there's a game to play, and um, we do go in as underdogs, well underdogs. Crows are the reigning champions, and and this is me just being, you know, objectively factual about it. Um, they're the pace setters of the first six seasons of the competition. They've won half of the grand finals. Um, they're the defending champions of the competition at the moment, and uh, they're coming off the record FLW win last week, um, smashing the GWS Giants by ninety six points, um, sitting equal top of the table. I think there's four te- four or five teams. Um, Top of the table with at four and one at the moment. Um, the Crows are just second on percentage from Brisbane, um, but they're they're right up there as a premiership favourite. Um, considering their side, um, where the you know winning the premiership last year, the way they're playing this year, the players they have, they're right up there. I'd say they're right up there as premiership favourites, equal equal for premiership favourite, whatever you want to say. Whereas we're a new side with one win on the board and uh, and coming off a loss, um, we're we're well underdogs, and let's embrace that. Like we. You know, if the Crows play their best footy, um, what they can do, um, you know, we we should be beaten by them. And I'm going to hammer that home. And look, let's just just, just stick, it, stick it in there. We're the underdogs. You should be beating us. Um, well, the wonderful thing about showdowns, what we've seen right from the the dawn of this rivalry, uh, right there back in 19, May 1997, uh, we came in as underdogs and we absolutely smashed him in the first half. And uh, they came back a bit in the last quarter, you know, last bit of the game. But we ultimately beat them and beat them well. Um, if you look at the course of the game and how it started, and you know, that's this, that's this one. That was a team that went on to win the premiership that year. That year, the Crows that year as well. So, um, you know, at the dawn of the, this this rivalry was us playing a team that would go on and win a premiership, and we beat them. Uh, should have beaten them in the second one as well, but they had to come back and all that. But um, yeah, that's the that's what we've got in front of us is. We can go out there, and we've shown signs of good hard footy. We lost the contest last week against Gold Coast, and that's just the thing—is like matching the contest for four quarters, and uh, finding—and again, like the ebbs and flows of a boxing match. That I was talking about where to bring the contest, and I really like what Jackon said this week. If you're thinking about it, just go. A showdown is just go, play on instincts, play on passion, and see where it takes you, because that, that can take you a long way as well. Because we we trust in you know their recruiting and, and what we've seen from all these girls is their instincts and what they can do is there it's just obviously I've said I've said it time and time again it's actually just bringing it together in a game and getting used to each other and how you play and that's going to come with this year and hopefully into next year as well um, next season is going to be the, really the one where we hope to see the the exponential improvement after a year together and playing footy um, but yeah tomorrow is going to be a lot about that playing on instinct and all those things that we've we we we've recruited all these girls for and, and what we expect out of them is and, and their talents and all that stuff is just use a little bit of that instinct tomorrow and and obviously our hard contested ball and all those things that we've um, shown that we're pretty good at um, already this year and tackling and all that stuff, um, bring that to the game and, and bring the fight to the crows. You know, we're probably going to be on the back foot a bit in the game at times when they get a little foothold into it. But when that happens, um, bring the fight and bring the bring the passion and, and use all of that stuff that we've been talking about and obviously um, you know lean on the leaders like your, your Aaron Phillips and your um you know your, the the Crows trio the Justin Mules and Ange Foley and um you know lean on them and their experience because they're not, they're going to know they know a fair bit that's the thing they they know a fair bit about the side and um and they can use that as well so um yeah as far as the game goes I'm I'm like I said I I, I wear underdogs and I'm embracing that that's what where we are um obviously I hope to win um I'd say I don't expect Back to win, but I, I I wouldn't be surprised if we do either. Like it's, it's one of those things. It's a showdown. It's you know, form ones could do go out the window a little bit. Um, but I think it, with the AFLW competition, it's um, it's a little bit different as well. And um, certainly with us being such a new team, and this being an experienced side, you've got your Ann Hatchards, your any Marinovs. They've just got a great great list still, despite the fact that they you know whinged about being pillaged this year. Um, but uh, you know it's um just a game that is going to take uh, a little bit of passion and a little bit of that showdown magic um, for us to get a result. And I think it's certainly possible. I think I'm hoping if we can keep it close for the first half um, and not allow them to get out to a real strong start or anything like that, just um, get them into the trenches a little bit. I think it's, um, you know, as far as their their overall game control and gameplay and all those kind of things, they've got a lot more of a handle of how they play, obviously with the season upon season in the competition. Um, so we're going to want to try and choke those lines a little bit and just and just drag them down a little bit to our level uh, because we are a new side and we're learning, so our level is a bit below. But if you can drag them down to the, the hard contested ball, kind of like we did to the Western Bulldogs in that round two match again because they were, they were the better side on the day, but we dragged them down and had chances to kind of get into the lead and then see what would happen from there. And that's kind of what we want to do to the Crows. And, and since then, we've gotten better as well. We've started to find a handball change a little bit more and a change down the field. Um, a little bit of trust developing f- between the girls as well, so we're also better than where we were in that stage against the side like the Western Bulldogs. So I think there are some chances there as well. Um, so yeah, it's it's a game that's wide open for many different um, scenarios depending on and how we turn up. And that's just the, that's just the thing. It's just how you turn up mentally, right, and all those things physically and mentally ready for the game um, goes a long way. And we won't know that until the until the um, opening bounce tomorrow night, and we'll know from there. But um, look, let's just I'll put it online. We I think we won the first one by eleven points um, back in '97. I could be misremembering that, um, but I think it was about eleven points that we won that one by. Um, let's go for that again. Just, just, just get getting over the line and uh, shocking, shocking the 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 experience, the team that's been around for a few years again with the with the uh, the young up and up and comer from from the port from Alberton. Um, yeah, fuck it, go on eleven point win. I'd be stoked. I'll be singing the song all the way home tomorrow night. Um, All right, take a quick break and we'll be back with whatever else news there's been this week, which there's been a little bit on the AFL men's side as well as uh, a few other things. So just take a quick break and i will be back. All righty, so just first touch on a bit of news from uh, the off-season men's recruiting stuff, all that stuff that's going on, obviously, with uh, the Geelong smashing Sydney in the grand final. We've obviously properly entered off-season territory now. Um, A few delistings already announced at Geelong, uh, of which uh, one of them is someone we've been Rumoured to be targeting and and probably now I would say if that, that if that list list management uh, decision is legit then uh, if it makes it a whole lot easier Francis Evans, uh, the forward from Geelong, um, has been delisted. Um, and that's not to say it's anything to do with you know they've got a plethora of forwards there and obviously um, just beat won a grand final, uh, 16th game in a row by 81 points. They absolutely dominated this year and a bloke like Francis Evans might just need some uh, greener pastures for him to find some. Um, find some, uh, you know, just green pass just to actually have a, have a kick around on the, with the footy. So, um, you know, that's one that, uh, looks like it could happen and, and obviously a lot easier now, um, with the fact he's, um, just a delisted free agent. So, um, yeah, that, that one's there and available for us at a pretty easy, um, pretty easy pickup if we want him. Um, the other one that's uh, come up this week, a uh, Jack Graham, uh, little midfielder, uh, forward from, uh, Richmond, uh, two flags under his belt. Um, obviously a pretty good player. Um, he's a South Australian. Um, came out of South Australia. Um, at North Adelaide, and uh, he's looking like he could be um, uh, Richmond are uh, rumored to be you know in for the, the you know a lot of the big um available players this year, and it could mean that a player like Jack Graham may be forced out and um uh, and maybe have been given the go ahead to look at other clubs because um a little fa- visit to um to Adelaide to visit family as it was put out there uh, with Jack Graham was then um, with some photos that popped up yesterday um, with him down at the club down at Alberton um, heading into Alan Scott headquarters with uh, with um, Ken Hinckley and then heading out um, with Ryan Burton so he was clearly um, having a look around the club yesterday and um, you know, hung it and obviously had a chat with the coach and a few players that were around. Um, so that's clearly one that uh, has suddenly popped up on the radar. And I'd have to say, if he's you know being photographed down at the club, having a look around, even if it's an informal chat, um, must make that one a pretty uh, you know just one that's uh, genuinely having the tires kicked quite hard and pro- a proper test drive. Um, and he's one that I actually I look at. Um, you know, just just what's going on with you know Josh Dunkley was the high profile one who's declared Brisbane. He won the Western Bulldogs uh, Best and Ferris yesterday, by the way. I think. Um, so um, as I think, I think Luke Beveridge himself said, uh, the price goes. The Josh Dunkley's price um, is pretty premium right now. So um, and look at Jack Graham and the and the possibilities with him. He's gonna you know he's probably still gonna command decent. You know Richmond will be like he's a premiership player, um, one that we've we've loved here. Um, they're going to ask for that. But he's he's not going to demand quite the same as, as Josh Dunkley, I wouldn't think. And um, particularly with the fact that he's looking like he's probably being um, not forced out as a, as far as, like, I think Richmond would be happy to keep him. But with the players that they put, Richmond can possibly get, it's just, it's one of those things where he might not have a as big of a role as he could develop at uh, Port Adelaide. And he's 24-25. He's um, 2016 drafting, so 27 is his first year in the NFL system. He's young. He's got a fair few years in in front of him still. So age profile is right there, similar to Dunkley. But, um, so that's one I'm actually really excited for and actually probably a little bit more keen on than I was the Dunkley ones. Now, it's probably because I sit there and go, well, he might be available at a bit, you know, just a slightly cheaper rate whilst also giving actually possibly the same returns going forward. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for that one. So keep an eye on that one. I think that's going to be one that... um. Wasn't expecting um, a few weeks back, uh, but you know it's probably just because we had Josh Dunkley blinkers on with um, how the news news cycle was going with that one. But um, yeah, that's a that's a nice one to see pop up this week, and one I think um, would be a real benefit to the club uh, to get a guy like that in. Um, so yeah, one to keep an eye on. Alrighty, so one more just bit of news that came out. I've just I've just only seen it actually in the last hour, or while just before I was actually going to start recording, so I haven't had a chance to digest it yet, but um, just have a look at it, it's just an, essentially, um, there's an AFLPA report shows AFLW players are doing unpaid overtime and lack access to key resources, so I'm just looking at it, it's on ABC News that I'm looking at the article, but I think it's out there in a few different uh, places, but just, you know, search AFLW and uh, AFLW report, um, or Players Association report into AFLW, something like that, and you can have a look at it, um, we might pop this link into my show notes as well, so you can see it there if you um, but essentially it's just, it's just, um, it's, I guess they've surveyed players and there's just a certain, certain things that they're not finding, um, quite there yet, which is, um, you know, just where AFLW is at, but it's also, a, it's not actually excusing it by the way. It's just saying, um, actually highlighting that we've still got so far to go. We're at 18 clubs now. There was the pay deal done this year, which I think it means that the base rate is 40k maybe. I think there's this base pay rate to, you know, make it you know, players not having to struggle, you know, with the second job and all that stuff, but um, well, they're still going to need one probably um, because that's not quite enough, but it at least gives them a basis. But, um, you know, access to phys- equipment facilities, medical care lacking, um, some players not, uh, you know, certain uh, percentages of players not feeling fully integrated into the club as a whole. Hopefully we're not there, not one of those, um, but you know, some players might have that feeling and it's just I think it's important to see this, but I think this is actually from season six, uh, actually just looking at one of the graphs. So it's actually not something that's, uh, if it is from season six, it's not something that's um, from our program, obviously, but um, still just something to keep an eye on um, as we support the AFLW program going forward and all that stuff, um, that we, we highlight these things and then kind of support the initiatives going forward that make things like this better and and, and respect these Surveys and 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 statistics that come out. that to say, look, there's probably there's a lot more. There's so much more to come. There's so much more that needs to be done. Yes, this is a highly, this is a great season. We're at 18 clubs for the first time, and and the and FOW is going from strength to strength. But it's still so far back uh, of where it needs to be as a, as a fully supportive, functional league. Um, and and so we've got to support that as fans as well. Um, be supportive of the girls as they go forward and, and, and support these kind of things, so just an interesting report just to see where it's at and the, the things we've still got to look, uh, highlight and look forward to, so um, yeah, that's about it for me, I'm just this is a bit short, especially for a showdown preview but um, yeah, it's just been a, a hectic as per usual, I'm only getting one episode a week and it's probably just the way it's going to be um, heading off to the US in two weeks time um, so there's a lot going on and i um, obviously they're preparing for the move over there early next year, so yeah, a lot going on, but I'm enjoying this. I'm um, Obviously, I do love this, and I'm looking forward to actually being able to dedicate a bit more time to it, ironically, from the other side of the planet next year. But, um, yeah, thank you for listening, as always. I really appreciate it, especially this year. It's been a, a tough year at times. And, um, and yeah, um, I appreciate the fact that the few people out there that do listen uh, continue to listen, and I hope you, hope you get something out of it, just from my point of view and how I see things and, and whatever within the wider spectrum report fandom and everything. So yeah, as always, again, thank you for listening. How many times have I said that in the last minute? Anyway, thank you for listening once again. Creecast out. Can the pear. Let's get the fucking chocolates tomorrow night.